Capturing the sights and sounds of Northeast Wisconsin. It's the Living in the New Podcast. Welcome back to Living in the New with more exclusive content for you, Josh and Justin here in the studio. Introducing the next episode in the exclusive Broadway series. We've been getting to see these shows at the Fox Cities Performing Arts Center. Justin, much experience with fine arts and theater before we started doing this in your life? Not really. No. no. That's why I'm very thankful that we have the opportunity to attend all these awesome events and shows. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, the Broadway series in particular brings something special right here to the heart of Northeast Wisconsin. And in this case, it's bringing not just something special, not just a show that you've heard about, but perhaps one of the most well-known classic musicals of all time, Les Miserables a.k.a. Les Mis. Um, I have never seen a production. I've never read the book. I've never seen a movie. Have you seen any of it before? I've seen the motion picture. You have? Yep. So you know more about this than I do. I guess so. It is a very simple story. Mm -hmm. It is a very relatable story. And I know what I know about it from the interview that I did with Nick Cartel. We're going to bring it to you in just a moment here. He is playing Jean Valjean. For those of you like me who do not know this story, is the lead character. Mm -hmm. Nick Cartel has a pretty impressive biography of previous productions he's been a part of. And so I'll let him tell you more about that. Um, but this story is one. It, it's timeless for a reason. Mm -hmm. right? It, it's uh, a man who got caught doing something that, yes, it was illegal, but he was doing it for the right reasons. And then kind of gets caught up in the system. And it's another one of these stories that is old, it's decades and decades old, but for some reason feels very current, hmm. right? That notion of people doing the wrong thing for the right reason, getting caught up in the system, the, the wheels of justice fall in on you kind of a thing, if I could mix four or five metaphors there. <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> well, Nick really brings it alive, and I want to get into the interview because... It, it, it's amazing the way that the questions and answers kind of all build on each other. So I hope you enjoy listening to this interview as much as I did conducting it. Here is Nick Cartel. I was talking to him while the touring production of Les Mis was in Indianapolis. Nick Cartel playing Jean Valjean in Les Mis. We are thrilled to be talking with Nick Cartel. He is playing Jean Valjean in the Broadway production of Les Mis, coming to the Fox Cities Performing Arts Center. Nick, thanks for taking some time to join us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me this morning. I was looking at your bio. You have been in some high-profile productions, and I know a lot of people, young people in Northeast Wisconsin, aspire to be on the Broadway stage someday. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and how you went from an interest in musical theater all all the way to being a touring professional with a Broadway show. Sure. So I really started by singing in choirs. Um, it was something that my parents recognized the fact that I could memorize, you know, songbooks and, and tapes in the car very early on. And they kind of put me in choirs. And then it was going to be a field trip in school when I was in seventh grade. We went and saw a production of Cinderella that was playing. And it was the first time that I had ever seen anything really like that live on stage, where it was not only were they singing, but they were also performing. And it was always something that I had loved doing. And I was like, I can put the two of those together. That's what I want to do. Then it was the rest is history. I auditioned for community theater, and that's kind of where I started doing youth community theater. And then after that, I grew up in Arizona, so did stuff there and, and grew up and started doing, you know, 
more teenage adult community theater into the professional realm. Then I actually went and worked over in Japan for three years for Mickey Mouse. I worked at Tokyo Disney on and off for about three years before making the move to New York. And then um, continued to work regionally. And then about six years after I moved to New York is when I made my Broadway debut, which was in Jesus Christ Superstar. Turned right around, and when that show closed, I booked another show that was written by Kathy Lee Gifford uh, called uh, Scandalous. After that, I uh, actually did my first national tour, which was The Phantom of the Opera. Um, and I did that production for two and a half years out on the road before coming back to New York and doing the first Cirque du Soleil musical on Broadway called Paramore. And then uh, after that, I was very fortunate and very honored to, uh, to book this role of Jean Valjean in Les Miserables. And now I'm touring the country again um, and bringing this amazing show to audiences uh, all over the place. Wow, that is quite the history. You, you found something that you liked, you saw it happening, and you just pursued that dream relentlessly. Uh, a great role model for others who might be aspiring to that kind of a future. You just got to stick to it. And uh, I'd imagine luck plays a little bit of a role along the way too, doesn't it? Completely being in the right place at the right time. But it's also, you know, making sure that you're prepared for it, getting as much training as you can. You know, I, I went to school for this graduated from Arizona State University with a degree in theater. You know, so I really made sure along the way that I was continuing to hone my skills. As, as human beings, we're always learning. And if there's one piece of advice that I would impart to, to somebody that really wants to do this is never stop learning, never stop training for the role and what you want to do. You know, Olympic athletes, they never stop training. Even when they're at the Olympics, they're at the top of their game. They never stop training for what they do every day. And it's the same with us in theater. You know, I continue to have voice lessons. I continue to work with an acting coach just to make sure that I'm on the top of my game at all, at all times. So great to hear that from someone who truly is at the pinnacle of this industry touring with Broadway. Now, you've done touring shows. You've also done shows where you're not on tour. Talk a little bit about the pros and cons of touring life. So the pros and cons. Um, one of the pros is, you get to see the country, um, and that's really exciting. You know, we, we get to, to travel to different cities. We get to experience the culture and the amazing food that's across this country um, and, and also get to experience the museums and the history behind every single city that we go to. And then, you know, one of the cons is that you're living out of a suitcase. You are living out of hotels and out of Airbnbs, and, and you have to kind of make every place that you kind of go into a home. One of the cons for me is, you know, I am married. I've been married for, it'll be 10 years in November. And to not be at home with my wife, who's also an actress, so she has her own career. She can't just be out here on the road with me. You know, that, that's one of the hard things about it is, you know, we, we don't get to see each other, but maybe once in person for like a long weekend every four weeks. So that is definitely one of those things that I wish I could change. But also being able to do this show, uh, to do Les Miserables, to take it to audiences and to have audiences experience the show if they've never seen it before, if they have seen it before, if they're seeing it again for maybe their second time or their 20th time, as we've met audience members that have seen it that many times. You know, there is something that is so exciting and so thrilling about being able to do that um, every single night. I am one of those who will be seeing it when it comes to the Fox Cities Performing Arts Center in downtown Appleton for the very first time. Time. So as someone who is well acquainted with the show, can you give us just a little bit of the story and then introduce us to Jean Valjean? Sure. So the story pretty much does follow my character. It follows Jean Valjean after he gets out of prison 
um, after 19 years. He was put in prison for a very minor offense for stealing a loaf of bread. But during his time in prison, he knew that he was pretty much wrongly incarcerated for a very simple crime, and he tried to escape several times. And so because of that, more years keep getting added on to his, uh, his sentence. So after 19 years, he gets put on parole. When you're put on parole, especially in that time, you're looked on as a complete outcast of society. And he makes a choice one night to steal silver to try to make his life better and get caught. However, the bishop who he stole the silver from instead of throwing him back in prison, shows him mercy, shows him compassion, and gives him more silver, gives him two candlesticks, Mm -hmm. and says, you need to take this now and make the world a better place. This is now your mission. And it's at that point that Jean Valjean realizes that he has a new goal in life, and he's been given a second chance, and he's not going to waste that. And so you follow this man, this character, this Jean Valjean, as he travels pretty much across a lifetime, trying to do good and trying to make the world a, a better place, all while being hunted by um, an inspector Javert. You know, they have this lifelong struggle where Javert obviously wants to do good and believe that he's doing good by trying to hunt down Valjean and put him back in prison. You meet along the way Fontaine. Fontaine, you know, has a young daughter, and Jean Valjean adopts her after Fontaine, you know, um, passes away. And so you follow these characters and, and you follow this story about a man who's trying to make the world a better place. He's fighting with his own demons about what he's done and the redemption and the forgiveness, not only that he gives to those around him, but also to himself. Some very timeless principles and attitudes, motivational factors, different things we struggle with in our daily life exemplified in that plot, which I guess is the reason why this show has been so popular for such a long time, isn't it? That it truly is, I believe, that the reason that the show, I mean, the show's been running for 33 years. It is a testament to not only the story that Victor Hugo wrote about, you know, all of those themes, redemption and, and fighting to make the world a better place and truly a fight for the human spirit, but it also is a testament to the amazing music that Claude Michel Schoenberg and Alain Muglia wrote um, and, and why it has stood the test of time. These are songs that have been recorded by pop artists you've seen on TV. It's been in movies. You recognize these songs when you hear them. You recognize I Dreamed a Dream and On My Own and Bring Him Home and One Day More. They're anthems that have stood the test of time, and it's a reason why people keep coming back to the theater. These are themes, and these are stories that people connect with. And what's really exciting is we're meeting people at the stage door who have seen the show multiple times. And one of the things that is so exciting is when they come out and they're like, well, the first time I saw the show was years ago, and I connected with Marius and Angelos and Cosette and the students because I was a teenager, but now I have my own children, and I'm bringing them to see the show for the first time, and I'm now connecting with Fontaine and Valjean. I'm connecting with the parents in the show because my view of the world has completely changed, and yet their young children are watching the show and connecting with Marius and Cosette and uh, Eponine, and you know, it, so it's really cool how this show can shift and can really change perspective and why it has lasted. And not to mention a entry point for almost any age in the audience. Everybody's got a way to sort of relate to the show. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I think that that is what is so exciting and, and why, you know, 
audiences are continuing to flock to come and see it. Yeah. So, Nick, when you take on a role like Jean Valjean that is so timeless and so well-known, how do you balance making it your own and still delivering what those frequent goers who have seen it many times are expecting from you? You know, it, it is a big honor. I have some very big shoes to fill, you know, from Colm Wilkinson, who originated the role, to Hugh Jackman, who played him in the movie. I mean, Wolverine. And it's one of those things that I appreciate what our directors really did. They really went back to the book. They went back to this story. And at the end of the day, it's a story about a man who is just trying to do good. Mm. And so for me to take that on, like I said, it's an honor, but it's also something that I can connect with. I can connect with somebody that is just trying to, to do good. And it's finding those, those things within myself that I can connect with Valjean on. And one of the, one of the moments in the show for me that is so important is bring him home. It's one of the true anthems within the show that a lot of people associate with Les Mis. During the audition process for this show, I lost my mom to her battle with ovarian cancer for after six years. So when I am singing Bring Him Home and I'm sitting on that barricade and I'm looking at Marius and I'm singing to this boy who I realize could be the person that will protect my daughter, Cosette, for the rest of her life because I know that I always won't be there. It's the same thing that I think about, and it's a moment for me to connect with my mom. Because when I think about all the times when she was battling the cancer and having to deal with chemotherapy and radiation and still would come and travel to see me in shows and performances, and everything, the struggles that she went through, just so that I would feel loved and feel protected, it's a moment that it really comes full circle for me. And so there's an honor that I have for her. There's an honor that I have for this character, and there's truly an honor to the show in the fact that I don't take this role at all lightly. It's a joy to get to do it and to get to sing it each night. I hope that that's what audiences can connect with, is that they can see my Valjean as being one that truly is connected to this man, truly is connected to the story, and also to this amazing music. I'm sorry for your loss, and I thank you for sharing that story with us. That's really powerful. I'll say I've been checking out your social media in anticipation of this interview, and I see you do have quite a a strong social activism thread in in what you're putting out there to folks. Talk a little bit about that. What are those causes that motivate you? I recognized one from the story you just told. Yes, and and one of of them is from, you know, what my mom dealt with. So my wife and I produced a benefit in New York called Broadway Fights Ovarian Cancer, and um, we, we, this is the second year that we're doing it, so it's the, I guess we could call it the second annual. And it's, it's an amazing night where we bring together local performers from the Broadway community, friends of mine, and um, we put on a show to raise money for an amazing organization out of uh, Yale School of Medicine called Discovery to Cure. And they are dedicated to the prevention and early detection of women's reproductive cancers, so ovarian cancer you know, is, is one of their causes. So what we do is we, we put on a show. It, it's held at 54 Below in New York City, which is an amazing uh, kind of dinner theater cabaret venue. But what's really great about it is that if you donate to our GoFundMe, you can actually watch the live stream of the entire performance from your home. So even if you can't make it to New York, you can still get the same performance like you're sitting at a table watching the show with us, which is so exciting. And um, last year, we raised over $14,000 for this cause, and we're hoping to double it this year. Um, and we're, we're on our way. So it's going to be really great. It's, it's almost a month away. It's uh, Sunday night, April 15th. And uh, we're, we're just really excited to be able to, uh, to do this again, to team up with them again. It's a cause that's near and dear to my heart. My mom passed away from ovarian cancer. And one of her causes before she passed was that 
there would be a cure so that no family would have to deal with what she went through. And so it's, it's one of those things that I am dedicated to doing as much as I can, both my wife and I, both my entire family, they're dedicated to doing as much as we can to help this cause and to help find a cure for this cancer. Wow. Well, best of luck with the event and uh, kudos to you for taking a stand and, and doing something to make a positive change in the world, just like your character, Jean Valjean. We talked with Nick Cartel. If you want to learn more about him, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Cartel, N-I-C-K-C-A-R-T-E-L-L. And don't miss him as Jean Valjean when Les Mis comes to the Fox Cities Performing Arts Center opening March 20th, run through March 25th. Nick, I look forward to seeing you on the stage and uh, best of luck as your outstanding career continues. Great to talk to you today. Thank you so much again for having me. We cannot wait to play the city. We are all very excited to get there. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. So that's Nick Cartel playing Jean Valjean in Les Mis. You can catch this. Typically, we're doing these interviews when the production's in town already. So by the time you hear the interview, the show's already here. You've only got a couple days to get there. If you're listening to this the day we drop it, that's Friday. The opening night is this coming Tuesday. Justin and I will be there. We're going to be there at opening night like we always are. Really looking forward to this show. But that means you've got plenty of time to get your tickets. It'll be here starting March 20th through the 25th. I know there are still tickets available, but I'm sure they won't last long. And if you want good seats with great views, yeah, you might pay a little bit more than, say, going to the movies or going out for dinner. But it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of fine culture you're always going to remember. That story that Nick told Justin about the way he brings the passing of his mother into playing the role. The way that he's thinking about all the previous Jean Valjeans as he's doing this. I am, uh, like, almost obsessed with this notion of people playing very well-known roles, but doing so in a way that's still personal Mm -hmm. and unique and original. I don't know how they do that. I know. It's the years of crafting it. I mean, I know that anyone who's going to go see this show should definitely listen to this interview. And if you're listening to it and you know people that are going to the show, share it with them. Because this is going to give you a whole new perspective on the character, on the actor. Yeah. Imagine if you were going to see the show and you knew the person playing the lead. Mm-hmm. That's how it'll feel now. You know Nick. You've heard his story. Not just the personal things, but the things he's passionate about. Raising funds for ovarian cancer research. Those things that are so deeply personal to him and motivate him. You now know those things. Go see him playing out his passion on stage as Jean Valjean in Les Mis. Opening night, March 20th, playing at the Fox Cities Performing Arts Center through the 25th of March. Plenty of opportunities for you to see it. And if you do, let us know. Get social. Tag us in your post at Living in the New or use that hashtag Living in the New. Subscribe to Living in the New wherever you get podcasts.